a Radio 191 FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin. As it happens, here's your political roundup. Radio 191 FM, the Otago Museum Breakfast. Joining me on the phone from Wellington now is John. Are you there, John? I am here. I am here. Kira Koto. And on today's political roundup, John Tamihiri channels Trump in Auckland mayoral bid, Lime Scooters versus Dunedin City Council, and Trump ally Roger Stone under arrest. So, first of all, looking at the Auckland mayoral bid. Controversial politician, urban Māori leader, John Tamahiri, has launched his bid for the top political job in New Zealand's biggest city. Tamahiri is throwing a bit of anti-establishment populism into the mural race with his talk of taking on faceless central city bureaucrats, his pledge to open the books and clean the house, and his call for democratic control over council assets. So a bit of left-wing populism and right-wing populism there. Tamahiri is pinning his bets on the Auckland mural race with a campaign aimed at voters across the political spectrum. Uh, so he will be standing with former National MP Christine Fletcher and the political strategist for his campaign, uh, former National President Michelle Bogue and left-wing heavyweight Matt McCartan. So a very mixed bag of policies and personnel. Now, I believe Tamahiri has a real chance of becoming the Auckland Super City's next mayor. He'll be taking on the rather bland and technocratic current mayor, Phil Goff, who's also a former Labour Party cabinet minister. Um, In reality, though, both Goff and Tamahiri have pretty similar centrist politics, and both politicians were former Labour Party cabinet ministers. Now, the big difference between Tamahiri is that he's loud, brash, charismatic, and not scared of being controversial. If he pushes a populist Trump-like campaign, rallying against the Auckland establishment, bureaucrats, and presenting himself as the people's candidate, then Tamahiri could trump the rather bland current mayor, Phil Goff. Now, the war on scooters. Lots of us are loving the new Lime scooters that have been rolled out in Dunedin. However, the Dunedin City Council is raising the possibility of bringing in regulations to police the use of e-scooters. There have been a handful of incidents and accidents involving the e-scooters. For example, there's been allegations of brakes being tampered with, and the most serious incident was when a woman ended up in hospital after riding a scooter through a red light and being hit by a truck. Warning, it's not a good idea to ride through red lights. So, should e-scooters be heavily regulated in police? The arguments for regulation centre on safety issues, and of course there are some safety concerns regarding e-scooters. However, reports on e-scooter incidences do need to be analysed in the light of a media beat-up about a few minor incidents. E-scooters are efficient and environmentally friendly. They also fun and encourage people to get out of their house and explore the city. City bureaucrats who wish to heavily regulate and police the use of e-scooters may, may end up killing the uptake of their use as an, op- as an alternative form of transport. And I feel that would be a real loss for city residents. It seems and, like uh, shutting the door once the horse is bolted. Shouldn't we have thought of this before we introduce them to the city? 
that there is a case for that. Um, I, I guess with I mean hindsight is always twenty twenty, obviously, but yeah, and um, I guess with a whole lot of sort of new technology, uh, we, we live in such fluid times where things are so rapidly changing. They're often uh, rather slow bureaucrats and politicians that just don't get their heads around new technology that's being rolled out all the time. And I think there is a case with Lime e-scooters, but. I do think it would be a shame if the um, politicians, local politicians and the DCC and bureaucrats are really just responding to what I see as a bit of a beat-up by local media. I mean, um, if we were to list all the car accidents and deaths... Um, oh, yeah, certainly. ...and people in hospital every day, then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, would, people would be alarmed. And finally, I'll just talk about Trump's former right-hand man, Roger Stone. Pardon me? Uh, I'll just talk about uh, Trump's former right-hand man, Roger Stone. I, I was I was alluding to his comments on the Florida on the Florida court court steps. Oh, I see. Okay, I didn't see that. Uh, so the former Trump advisor and confidant has been charged with witness tampering and lying to Congress about his alleged attempts to establish a chain of communication between Trump and WikiLeaks. So we remember during the Trump campaign that WikiLeaks released a whole lot of embarrassing uh, information um, about Hillary Clinton. Now, Roger Stone is a very colourful figure who has described himself as a dirty trickster, and there is an excellent documentary on the man on um, Netflix, which I'd recommend watching. Uh, Stone has summarised his political mode of operation as attack, 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 never defend, and admit nothing, deny everything, launch counterattack. His political hero is former US President Richard Nixon. Now Nixon, of course, resigned from his presidency after he was found to have lied and to have broken the law. Stone has a tattoo on his back of his heroes, uh, actually Nixon's face. Um, so will Roger Stone be facing jail time or will he manage to come up trumps like his hero, Tricky Nixon? Only time will tell. And that's your political roundup today with a couple of Trump puns thrown in. Thank you, John. I found it yeah, I found it quite interesting because uh Roger Stone did the did the double peace signs, Richard Nixon uh oh, I, am, indeed, I yes. am not a crook on the Florida steps. And then when he was uh asked about the the consequences of his actions or his relationship to Trump. He interrupted uh, the the journalist with "Pardon me," uh, which I found um, frankly offensive. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see that some supervillains uh, are getting their day. Um, the one thing about Tamahiri running for sorry, John Tamahiri mm. uh, running for the mayoral campaign of Auckland is I am amazed at how people have uh, apparently forgotten how offensive he was on air and how he got banned uh, yes, for victim blaming. Um, yes. Yeah, which is frankly disgusting and in the opinion of this young man who does not live in Auckland uh, would disqualify him. Um, but like I say, I don't live in Auckland and uh, my opinion is probably not very valid. Uh, but that's yeah. okay. I, th- I think I think um, uh, I think it is a very valid point. However, I think that uh, Goff and his supporters 
perhaps would be very hesitant to go on the attack against yeah. Tamahiri because uh, that could cause backlash where, uh, where it's seen as uh, Tamahiri is facing the, the, the might of the establishment and uh, yes, being called out for past incidences. Um, so in a very similar way to like uh, how Trump uh, his opponent Locker him to on, on attack mode all the time. It didn't work to stop Trump yeah. power. And I think the same thing could be the case with Tamahiri. If he pushes a real populist anti-establishment line and then, then is met with attack politics, I think that will do the, um, the world of good. Right. Well, thank you very much for your time this morning, John. That's okay. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.